Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm... I mean, I'm Alex. <laughs> and this week, uh, we're going to be taking a look at The Dark Knight. However, we have a special guest with us, all the way from the Congo. <laughs> yes, it's me. It is uh, Britain. Hey guys, I'm back. Uh, apparently, I can't do more than two in a row. No, that's, that's you're, you're going to be. Ten. I'm going to announce you as a special guest until we get like a, a, a full train here. Oh yeah, we did establish that, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we yeah, we got to go I'm four. Still, I'm still that's recurring. Four in a row. But I'm very glad to be doing this because this is. I, I I think it's safe to say this is the best movie that I've been on. It's probably the for. best movie we've been on for too. Oh man, it'll be close. But yeah. Yeah, it's close. I would say it's either this or like AVP Requiem. <laughs> we do not talk about that here. The Dark Knight, directed by Christopher Nolan, okay. 2008. <laughs> Run Tomato scores. <clears throat> Critic scores a 94%, and same for the audience score. Really, same number. Yep. Oh, that's cool. Yep. Tyler, best thing, worst thing, go. <laughs> no preamble. Oh. All right. So, so. Do you, do you want me to go while you're still <laughs> yeah. You he said tr- you'd be he, ready. He tried to, I said I would be ready because I'd go last. <laughs> you always go first. It's fine. As the special it's guest. I'll invoke, yeah. I'll invoke guest right. I mean, <laughs> I've, eaten, I've eaten of your bread and salt. I'm safe within your halls. Now I will do... Britain, would you like to give me your best thing and your worst thing I'd about this I'd love to, Alex. <laughs> I love to Alex. Thank you for having me back here at uh, Here Come the Seagulls. You know, well, th- th- oh. this is a yes. Also, would you like to give us your brief thoughts on Batman Begins? Since um, you were right. that, I mean, I haven't seen it for years, like at least ten years, probably. No, I would say maybe eight. It's been a long time since I've seen it. So, oh, since this movie came out. Yeah, so I mean, I really don't. Oh, great! You're really prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I had to watch like Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises like compressed into last night and today. I actually really want to watch Batman Begins, though. Uh, maybe I'll do that tonight if I don't have any other sort of you know canine-related things to watch. Um, my best. Th- this is. Do you remember it being good? Th- I, oh yeah, I remember yeah. it being awesome. Okay, I watched it as part of when I was really getting into Christian Bale. I, I, that was kind of what brought me to it. Yeah, we both uh, gave it a minus. Yep. Oh, that's so, a that's a solid thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really good. Uh, so best thing, worst thing for for Dark Knight is interesting because. I think my best thing is Heath Ledger, but I don't want to actually utilize that because it's such an obvious, though deserved. Me, if it's your best thing, it's your best thing. Yeah, but I, I want to. I want to because we're definitely going to talk about it. So I wanted to. I'm, I'm going to say for this, my best thing is Gary Oldman. Um, okay. I always look at the actors because I am and want to be an actor, so that's kind of where I look. I mean, Gary Oldman's just so brilliant in all three of these movies, and he's such a, a great relief after like Bobo Justice. Um, and it's just such a nice. You're not wrong, especially since I've we've seen I, I've watched those really recently now, and I'm seeing him. I'm like, oh my god, this is Gordon. Yeah, but it's not just that the accuracy to the to the the character. It's that Oldman is just such a consummate performer. This is such good acting. I mean, he's so yeah. tired but determined, and I don't know. He's just so brilliant. And worst thing is a hard call to make because I, I, nothing in this movie. Also, if you really don't have a worse thing, you don't have a worse thing. I might not. I mean, I really don't know that I... Because I don't think I have anything that makes me go, that's the worst thing about The Dark Knight. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's it's long, but it clicks along. I mean, I really don't think there's something that just really bugs me about it. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's okay. pretty close. Yeah. What about you? Um, 
I'm going to say my best thing because I also don't want to go with Heath Ledger. I mean, he's actually not my best thing about the movie. Mm. Um, okay. A lot of people go, he's the the only reason this movie really works. And I don't agree with that about at all. Disagree. Like, of course, he's he's a he's a bright light. Yeah, he he's is a, the reason this movie is. It, it's it. It's kind of is like, as as heralded as it is. He is the icing on the cake. The cake's it, already yeah. really maybe a little more than that. It's really yeah, good because yeah. he is integral to this movie. Yeah, but he's not the only good thing about it. Right. Yeah. It's this know. would be a really solid movie without him, and with with him, it's because it's such a you know once in a life lifetime performance. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it's it. It's the perfect storm. Yeah. I feel like all the praise for him overshadows how good Aaron Eckhart yeah. is in this movie. Yep. He's my favorite player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's to be able wonderful. to pull off turning from Harvey Dent to Two-Face in just one movie and dealing with all that and then having him get killed off at the end, spoilers, <laughs> and and then me being completely fine with that, I yeah. think that's all a testament to how good he is. One, he never loses. He Because I think in the credits, they just credit him as Harvey Dent. Yeah, they don't say he's Harvey well, Dent slash well, Two-Face same right. with Christian Bale it's always Bruce Wayne he's always Bruce Wayne yeah. yeah and so I mean you never feel like he's not Harvey Dent you never feel like he's yeah. like well now I'm gonna be Two-Face yeah he, he, does, he well, never breaks like well, yeah. plus I'm fine with him not doing like a bipolar thing where he's like mm. talking to himself yeah. I, yeah, yeah I feel like that works a lot better for this the the coin and the chance motif is so well done yeah. this, as far as the way he uses that for his character and that's and, and the way it it's off, set up and played off the, the entire way and the way it kind of complements the chaos yeah because that's what the central theme of this movie is is chaos like fear with begins yeah and the way that and that and I never really realized it how well this iteration of Two Face and this iteration of Joker complement each other yeah about uh-huh. like that whole speech. which is why I'm completely fine with Joker is the reason the Two Face happens yeah yeah and that whole that whole conversation with him in the hospital is so brilliant from both of them oh, yeah. yeah and it's so beautifully written and and that you have yeah the, the, the chaos and chance work in such tandem in this is so well done. And yeah, you know, Eckert is—he's extraordinary in this movie. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. He's—he's he's my favorite part. Yeah, what and, about yours? And I'm not gonna—well, well, I'm not gonna leave off Christian Bale too much because I know my my favorite thing for the last movie was just the treatment of Batman. Yeah, sure. There's a lot more stuff that we're dealing with in this one. Yeah, and Batman is kind of put off to the side, but he's—he's still—he has a how character much, arc. He's still in it. How much longer is this movie? Twelve than minutes. Batman Begins. Every oh, every I read I was reading the trivia today. Each one of these movies is twelve minutes longer than the huh. previous. It was like a hundred and thirty, a hundred and forty-two, and a hundred and fifty-four. I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, but yeah, Christian Bale's it's, still really well, good. I, I was, we'll, we'll get to that. I was just going to say voice. that it, it's it's. I don't know. I I feel like his arc is still very strong and very. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets the the cast is balanced extremely well. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's no. It's an ensemble piece more than like a yeah. character study. Yeah. One, um, that was, I remember when this came out and I was watching, uh, I don't think it was Ebert and Roper. I think Ebert was sick at the time. It was Roper and Michael Phelps or somebody. And they were talking about how n- there's there's exactly the right amount of Heath Ledger in this movie. Yeah. Um, and that's true of all the characters, I think. Because this yeah. movie, a lesser director or a lesser, you know, with this, uh, person in charge would once they see what Heath Ledger's doing would go oh make that the movie yeah. and they would redirect you mean it. like how they did it with Jack Nicholson for 89 yeah. right right. Or, or how they would end up doing with Jack Sparrow and the other Pirates movies yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously we did not get a chance to 
overuse him in, pre- in, in, in future movies. Yeah. But even within this movie, there would be rewrites and there would be going, oh, Heath Ledger's amazing. Okay, we've got to re- rewrite the whole movie. And so then you still get plenty of them and you get to see them. That makes every scene more special. But that's the way it is with all these characters. Like, Batman's very much in this movie. Two-Face is very much in this movie. The climax Golden of the is movie, much in this movie. Is, is not the fight with the Joker. No. It's, 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 it's the ultimate confrontation with Two-Face between Gordon and Batman and Two-Face and I love yeah. that and it's not even a, really a fight it's it's no. a conversation and it's an it's, it's a conversation about ideology mm-hmm. more than it is about hey can I defeat the bad guy no and that that's the funny thing comparing it to like Begins which we, of course we really liked but yeah. that ends with good guy versus bad guy and they're right. just fighting each other this is a lot more fulfilling and it's just a conversation yeah it's a very tense conversation of course but it's just it's yeah, still it's just a conversation um my worst. See, this is one thing that we noticed while we were watching it. As Britton said, because he doesn't have any flaws, there's really not a whole lot that we can say that's not just nitpicking. Yeah. And I, I made a list of things, just like nitpicks, th- little things that bothered me here and there. And I was deciding, like, for my worst thing, what's the thing that bothered me the most? And I think it's during the big chase scene where Batman shows up in the tumbler and he just crashes head on with a truck. Yeah, yeah. And it's very unclear if he didn't just kill the driver of the truck. Well, he, he, he like, runs up... I'm trying to remember exactly what it is. He, he, he like, he, runs up on it. No, no, no. He he goes underneath it and it pushes, oh, right, right, and it pushes way, yeah, yeah. the, the top of it... The like, his car. Yeah, up into the, the upper part yeah, of the tunnel. Yeah. And it, you right. know, under rational thinking, you go, that guy's probably dead. Although, <laughs> but no. they never show, like, a reaction of just, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never see either. Yeah. And it's not like the the entire top of the truck just completely compresses into a pancake. Like it's just the the but it looks pretty bad. I mean, yeah, but the top of it just gets like crushed inward. It's not pretty much just completely, you know. Yeah, yeah. um, I don't know. I I I agree. There there's some there with the tumbler that 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 entire chase that didn't sit well with me. There's a couple of parts where it's kind of like you could argue if he really knew that he wasn't going to kill anybody by doing that. Yeah, Uh, for sure. But at least it's not nearly as as brazen as a lot of the other Batman movies have done. Yeah. Where they're just clearly like, we're just not going to talk about the fact that people just died. Yeah, that, that he obviously just... This is an inescapable people. reality. But yeah. yeah. Um, I tried to do it by proxy. <laughs> what are you we know, getting? he got... Ten, he, minutes, ten minutes in? Uh, is, is, is that a new record is it, for... Is, isn't there a thing where, like... It was recently, like, gravity is one of the things that, like, ends all the villains in the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I thought so. Because I know that that's... His, the, the Joker is captured because Batman pushed him off the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and couldn't remember the end of Batman. Two-Face gets pushed off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, also, even the Joker gets thrown off. You can... I mean... Well, yeah. I thought... It doesn't yeah, Of the Dark Knight trilogy, yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, Talia goes down the yeah, yeah. tunnel. Yeah. And the, the last person he talks to in every movie is Gordon. Every movie ends with him having a conversation with Gordon, and then he leaves. Huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Which again, it's poetry. It rhymes. Well, and again, it utilizes, rhymes. but it, it legitimately rhymes. It's not. Yeah. Well, and again, it, it, it utilizes how important Gordon is to that universe. Yeah, because that's something that we missed in the uh, quadrilogy or whatever <laughs> the previous movies. Yeah, where Gordon yeah, was just this, just this guy. Yeah, but here, definitely. Gordon's an integral part of Batman's mission and Batman's character and of the way Gotham functions, and it 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 makes you. It doesn't <laughs> matter, and, yeah. and it's just—it's very relieving. Isn't it nice to watch a movie where it's like all the events seem to have consequences to them, they and everything that nothing needs to be cut from this movie? Like it is a—it oh, yeah. is a lean piece of meat. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. I, while we were watching it, we were just like, is there anything we would cut out of this? Like, maybe a scene is going on too long or something? It is perfectly it's, edited. It's, which is why it can be as long as it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm not saying it's like just monstrously bloated. But as it opposed to something like any of the Transformers movies, yeah. which are close right. to this runtime, if not longer, and usually and longer. I'm just yeah. like, yeah. cut out at least half an hour. At yeah. least, even like some of the Lord of the Rings movies, which I think are masterpieces. Yeah, there, there's, there's some you can trim those down a couple minutes. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason the, the theatrical cuts work, and then they have they have the extended yeah, cuts yeah, on yeah. top of them. Yeah. But Dark Knight, like, there doesn't. Really, I mean, this is perfect. It's, like, it's, they've got there's and such a driving far, momentum through. As far as I know, film. nothing was yeah. deleted. Like it's that's the script. Wow. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, I think like that you said, it's, it's a constant. There's there's a constant hum in that movie. It yeah. never really stops. Yeah. And like it doesn't even play by the traditional three act structure. No, it it keeps it building. Rolls. Yeah, one well, and from the first shot of that movie, you're like, oh, we're into something. Yeah, like yeah. literally just the first shot of Chicago, and then you see like the guys in the makeup or the in the mat. Well, I guess a shot after that is the Joker standing on the yeah. corner. You're Which, like, you're like, something's he, happening. I this brought this up. Event. I'm like, is is he wearing the makeup already? Because he's wearing it at the end of the scene when he takes the mask off. How is nobody noticing this? Every uh, <laughs> every uh, Dark Knight trilogy movie has the villain disguise himself as one of their henchmen in the beginning of the scene, beginning of the movie. Oh my god! Or in the early right. part of it, because Bane does the same thing in in uh, and then, Rises. And then of course Liam Neeson's you know that's his whole card scene, yeah. for most huh. of the movie. And now Joker. That whole heist scene is. So smart and yeah. tight. See, I can't decide if that's better than the the airplane scene yeah. in, the, in the next one because the next one obviously yeah. is going for a bigger scope and there's a lot more technical stuff going yeah. on. But yeah. I feel like this one's a little bit more clever. Yeah. I, I liked this one. Depends on what you want. The next one's more impressive. It's, yeah, yeah. From a wow, they pulled that off. But this is more of a, wow, they wrote that and they yeah. like, arranged it all, and it's yeah. The little banter between all the guys, mm-hmm. like right before they all kill each other. I yeah, remember I saw this movie the Monday. I it came out on a Friday, obviously. And I saw it that Monday with my mom, and I remember in that opening scene, she was like, "I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch the rest of this movie because <laughs> it was really intense." And yeah. You know, she and I hadn't really watched. The, we, we knew the other Batman movies. Like we weren't, yeah. Like, oh wow, this finally like Batman. And I was like fresh out of high school, and so we we're just kind of like watching this. And then obviously she hung on, and we both loved it. But yeah, I mean that that opening sequence is it's it's no joke. Ha! I didn't oh! even realize what I was saying. Oh! Well, Tyler, do you have your best? Yeah, now that I was gonna say um, round and round. So my favorite thing, and this is not at all something I expected to to be saying. Maggie Joan Hall. D- d- no. I mean, she's fine. She's fine. But we'll we'll get into all of that. I think we already kind of did a Batman again. But um, my favorite thing, and something that really surprised me about this, is how much respect there is for the comics. Yeah. Like the characters are all extremely close to who they're supposed to be. Like mm. there, no one is some weird, you know, conglomeration of of just whatever the director wanted to, to chuck in there and, and yeah. squeeze and just whatever the actor felt like doing. It's it's these are the characters from the comic and this is something that we were talking about where people you know will say a lot oh you know you, you gotta or like it would be funny to imagine this villain in the the Nolan verse right a lot of them I don't th- I think that comes mostly from Bane being being a little different yeah because like, he is movie. edited a little bit because I mean yeah. he's definitely not like the, the big luchador guy he is but right. even then Bane is still this this massive dude who's, who's yeah. you know a lot of the strength comes from the, the, his painkillers and like that. The yeah, fact yeah. he doesn't feel that. And he's super intelligent. And yeah, and, and he's still super intelligent. He still 
you know the guy who can manipulate Batman into breaking him and all that yeah. and that's like Joker looks a little different than the Joker you're used to in the comics but he is the Joker yeah in a lot of it's ways, just yeah. straight up the Joker and then Two-Face they do the an amazing Two-Face prosthetic yeah. like it, it looks I mean it's not a prosthetic it's CG or, yeah whatever it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's wonderful though yeah it looks so good and it's as opposed to Tommy Lee Jones with just like pink yeah. on the side of his yeah. face. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it's. I mean, obviously, it's not the same origin, but it's the same idea. Where yeah. where he, while he was trying to, you know, become the, the like like fight for justice and everything, he ended up losing half his face. And it's actually in a more realistic way. I would argue. I mean, like it, it doesn't yeah. really make it, it. And that's part of it. Part of what I'm saying is that. It's not really realistic, but they, he goes for it anyway. No one does, and, and as, it is as realistic as something like that can be. Yeah, because there's, I, I the would, I movie. would wonder to see the movie like that could actually really make that realistic. Yeah, but yeah, for what it was, and and, and the, he loses the side of his face in a way that it was his, his motivations after that and becoming quote unquote two faced. It's not just oh half of me is burned. Well, dichotomy, you know. Yeah, my boy. It's, it's <laughs> duality. Duality. It all happens within the. He, he, he that happens while at the same time he loses Rachel. Yeah, yeah. Because if that had happened and Rachel had survived, he probably Rachel. <laughs> Rachel. He wouldn't have become Two Face right. in the same yeah. way. And so they tie it in just so beautifully that where he is, like the physical transformation happens at the same point that he would emotionally be. Can I just say this might be the best handling of a love triangle I have ever seen. Yeah, it's very smart. yeah definitely. Because you don't even think about it as a love triangle. Mm-hmm. And they still kind of resolve it because she clearly chooses. Well, yeah. here's the thing. And, and I, I was listening, I, I was trying to look up different reviews to see, you know, people dissecting it, like, why is this movie so great? And somebody was talking about it. They were like, both of these guys have respect for each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, it's not like they that's... just completely hate each other and they're going to try and screw each other over at every turn to get the girl. That's the, not the focus. The, the conversation between Bruce Wayne and Harvey Dent. Uh, early on in the movie where it's uh, Bruce comes in and then he sees Harvey and, and Rachel talking to each other yeah. and then he like there's this great philosophical argument where, where Harvey Dent is saying I, I appreciate the Batman I think the Batman's doing well and, and you know you can kind of like Christian Bale's acting is really good in it because he's yeah. still playing Bruce Wayne as, as this this pompous kind of does, yeah. doesn't really care about by the politics way, or anything he's, by the way he's the best live action Bruce Wayne we've gotten yep yeah. He 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 totally knows how to handle. I'm I'm party going crazy, has, suave Bruce yeah. Wayne who's trying to hide the fact that he's Batman. Yeah, we're looking at you, Michael Keaton. <laughs> he has he he there he has three aspects to like the way he plays it, and they're all perfectly well done because it's it's the Bruce Wayne that you see when he's like with Alfred or with Lucius. Yeah, and then there's there's the Bruce Wayne that you know the public persona, and then there's Batman, and like he does all three of those. And, and just they, yeah, spot on. One, they feel like a, a part of a complete person. They don't yeah. feel like, well, now I'm Batman, so I'm different. Well, and and uh, or now I'm Batman, so that I'm the exact same guy, George Clooney. Well, <laughs> and, and they, I'm just throwing triangle. shade at everyone right now. Yeah. Well, back in Love Triangle, they they have respect for each other, but they also each have respect for her ability to choose who she wants yeah. to be with. Yeah, yeah. They, neither of them, <laughs> none of the, neither of them make ultimatums of like it's e- it's either me yeah. or. Or not, they're like, look, yeah. y- there's a real sense of obviously they'd be heartbroken either way, but they're both like, look, if I, I, it's it's up to you, yeah, and I, and that's just nice from a social standpoint to uh-huh. see like, okay, we're letting the woman be who she is. And see, that's the thing. I think why this movie so works so much is it's subverting expectations at every single yeah. turn it can. Definitely, 
Like halfway through the movie, Batman like he can't save someone, yeah. and they die horribly. And the other one that he did get to <laughs> is lit on fire and hits him for for the rest of the movie. Well, no, is, is it not? I, I, when when they realize okay, there are these two different locations. Joker's like, this is where they are. Yeah. Batman says he's going after Rachel. Yes, he ends up getting. Hard. So, so Joker, Joker switches the roads. It's okay. it's unclear if he did that on purpose or okay. if he if he it was just an accident and he got yeah, it. Yeah. I like to and I was looking up different people's views on this too. Um the argument was well obviously the ethical choice would be to go for Harvey yeah. because he's he's the one that he's the white face. knight. You, yeah. you want to get to him to save Gotham. But he knows Batman's emotional and he's going to go for Rachel. Yeah, he jumped yeah. out of a building for her. So by switching the roads, it's like if he chooses Rachel and he gets to Harvey, yeah, then he loses right, Rachel. Right, right. Whereas if he makes the ethical choice and he goes for Harvey, then he gets he oh, get I he like gets that. rewarded with Rachel. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Huh. That's that's smart. See, if that was not an element of it, if I wasn't even considering that, I would say that that is a flaw that he switches the roads because it's never addressed again. Right, right, right. But if that's the point, yeah, I'm perfectly on board well, with it. With Nolan at the helm, I would assume that would that would not surprise me if that were the yeah. end. Yeah. I, I think it should have been addressed again when Batman confronts him at the end. I don't think it's necessarily... I think I think it's, it works just fine, even without that backstory, well, if you just assume, like, oh, the Joker just switched him just to screw with him. Well, I just yeah. think... But, Generally, after Rachel dies, and this is going through Dark Knight Rises, I don't think they handle Bruce mourning her death the best possible way. I don't know. More of, I, he just... This is more of a flaw we'll get to with Dark Knight Rises, but he just kind of like snaps and just is over her. <laughs> I, I don't know. We'll, 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 yeah, we'll definitely get there. Uh, I don't think it... I think it's well done in this movie, though. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any problem. Well, I mean, I, I, I mostly just mean that it's it's not really addressed past like the conversation he has with Alfred again, yeah. except for when they talk to Harvey at, at the end, very briefly. Yeah, but then I, I don't. Uh, it's again where I don't think it would come up any other way. Yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah. Um, again, I think he should have mentioned something about the roads to the Joker. <laughs> Alf, Alfred's talking to Bruce on the phone while while Bruce is in the Lamborghini trying to race around the hospitals. He's like, yeah, Alfred, alright, fine. Text Gordon the numbers, but Rachel! <laughs> <laughs> I'll let him off the white velvet. <laughs> how, how great is Michael Caine? Oh, he's oh. so great. He's such a phenomenal actor. He's one of those actors where whatever movie I'm watching, even if it's crap, I'm like, oh, Michael Caine's here. That's good. I yeah. feel better just knowing. Draws the Revenge. <laughs> oh, was he in that? Yeah. I didn't realize that. I've seen that movie a long time ago. Back in yep. the day. He's oh, my Mark. favorite. He's my favorite Scrooge uh, in my mm-hmm. Christmas Carol. He's mm-hmm. amazing. In right, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I was just going to... I don't think I have a worse thing. We're still on... Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we're still technically in my... Uh, the, I, I I don't I think the you only want to take I, my list of nitpicks and just choose one. <laughs> I think the only thing I'd say, kind of going off yours, is just in general that there's some sketchiness with di- the stuff that probably would have killed people. Yeah, that he did. But even then, it's it's never obvious, and um, it's it's actually a lot. Again, going back to my my favorite thing, that it is still kind of like the comics where it's yeah. he, Batman never uses a gun. He never tries to kill people. But he's like sometimes it happens. Yeah, like it, yeah. it's going to. Sometimes people are going to back. Yeah. Um, I the, just just overall though to, to kind of wrap up what I was saying about the, the it, it feels like I did not. I thought the, these movies before we rewatched them. I I really thought these movies were not anything like Batman 
but like the comic Batman. Like I was just like, oh, you know, they're they're pretty cool. They're they're really good movies, but you know, it's it's whatever. But after I've I've read a lot more Batman comics since the last time I watched these, and now that I've rewatched these, it really it's really not that much of a take on the character. It's I mean, obviously some stuff looks different, but it's definitely still all the same characters, and a lot of them are still portrayed pretty much exactly the same way. They're just with some artistic like liberties. Like it's really not dialed down all that much. See, this is the problem with with everyone going. Well, this is the realistic Batman because Christopher Nolan doesn't really like that. Yeah. As as the way to describe it, he yeah. likes cinematic reality where everything is operatic, but you still try to ground it to yeah, some yeah. degree. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like saying, "Oh, it's just realistic Batman." That's that's no, and I think that's, that's not. That's, I think that's failing to give it a lot of credit. Yeah, that's yeah. that's not quite, but I mean, close they, to the perfect tone to go they, for. They for just Batman. they just do two, the two face look, and like that's not realistic in the slightest. No, that would not happen. No, but it does. He'd like, be dead. It, it's just less cartoonish than what they were doing. Right. In yeah. Forever. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Can I just say I love when he takes the the shot of, and it, of it trickles of scotch or whatever oh, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, it drips. Yeah. <laughs> Well, like, I like, I like the Joker, the makeup chips, and, you know, he's got, like... He Ledger missing, put that on himself. Yeah, 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 and, and it gets, uh, as the movie goes on, it falls away. Uh-huh. Until, like, the very last scene when it's full again, I yeah. think. Huh. But, like, you know, and obviously... Well, the, the part where they're, they're trying to shoot the mayor, and, or... Oh, yeah, yeah they're that. trying to shoot the mayor, right? Yeah, yeah. at the, at the And then Gordon jumps in front of them, which, by the way, is a great fake-out. That's yeah, a yeah. great fake-out. Yeah. Because, like, you're just watching the movie, and you're like, oh, I... I honestly don't know. Like the way they play it, they you were talking about this while we were watching it that they give more of a period of mourning for him than they uh-huh. do with most characters that get killed off in movies. Yeah, yeah. like they they go through his family just like is yeah. devastated, and they yeah. they go through this, and it's yeah. and and it feels like they completely have have accounted for it. And like uh, Gordon's wife yells at Batman, and, yeah, and it, it feels you know. Yeah. As if they've just done that, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. snap. And then, and yeah, so which makes when Gordon comes back like even more satisfying. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. And, and it was just kind of cool to get that one little shot of Heath Ledger with just the mouth makeup, yeah, and not the rest of it, because again, it's such a transformative thing. He doesn't look like Heath Ledger because Heath no. Ledger has kind of a longer, angular face, but as Joker, he seems to have a much rounder face. Yeah, and that's makeup and hair and stuff. I was gonna say, I think that's a hair. No, like of it, but... the scene where I'm always trying to look for him is in the interrogation scene because he's just mm-hmm. sitting down talking to Batman. Yeah. I'm like, I can't. I don't see it. I see the Joker. I do yeah. not see Heath Ledger. Well, what in I love there. about Heath Ledger is and he's got he's even got like bright lights on him. Everything yeah. is very clear. I'm like I. I got nothing. One, his voice is so interesting because Heath Ledger naturally had actually a pretty deep voice. Yeah. Which is neat because in the movie he's doing something higher pitched, mm. which makes when he does drop into his low, his Heath Ledger's regular voice even more effective. Yeah. Because it's like when he's uh, uh, one of the guys, the guy who was like the uh, uh, imposter Batman when he's doing the video. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he says, I know exactly which, what and he says, which Heath Ledger just shot himself. Apparently Christopher Nolan wasn't there for that. Oh, he really? just let him go to town. Well, he says, like, he says, look at me, and then he shouts it. Yeah. But he does it really deeply. It's horrifying. It's, it's yeah. scary. It's genuinely scary. No, I've seen this movie at yeah. least 20 times, and that still gets it's me every time. It's very scary. Uh-huh. Well, I think what... I guess we can talk about Heath Ledger now. There's so many elements to why it's such a great performance. Yeah. And it's and some of it has to do with the... the iteration of the character but a lot of it just as an as an actor giving a performance it's so internal it's so organic uh-huh. 
And for something that's so bonkers, it's so grounded. Yeah. All of the little, like, tongue flicking and licking his oh, lips, yeah. all of that little stuff, it never feels cartoonish. And and, and it's creepy. It's, re- it's really creepy, it's not, and it yeah. feels natural. And, like, you said, the, the hardest thing to do as an actor, no matter what movie you're doing, or play, or anything, is to take the, the, this this thing, this script, and this character, and to make it make sense. Yeah. And to make it feel organic. And, and precious few actors can do that and, and, and Ledger did that a thousand percent with this because this is a character that is not something you see every day in anything, in movies and TV, anything, and he took this totally weird idea and then he made it so believable so that we all went, that's so weird, but it didn't feel like the actor was being weird, right. it wasn't like, oh there's Nicholson doing some shtick Alex, you've been... All I can think of is everything you're saying and trying to put that on Jared Leto and be like, nope. Yeah, well, yeah, but you're nope. right, though. Because usually... That, that is... You're right. It's it's the method acting gone horribly, yeah. horribly wrong. And, and everybody, when, you know, uh, during the press tour, when people would ask the other actors about Heath Ledger, they all said, he wasn't in character except when we were shooting. Oh, well. Yeah. Like, on set, he would be in the full makeup and, like, talk about family and just, like, huh. chat because he was... Obviously, a very very serious about his work, but he wasn't like a jerk about it. Yeah, yeah. and again, whereas Jared Leto was sending them like, like bullets and used and condoms, and, yeah, yeah, weird stuff, and like, but Ledger was like giving this extraordinary performance, and that's what I love about it is that it is for the Joker. It is so so incredible, but just as watching an actor do something, yeah, there's never any trace of it being Heath Ledger, and a lot of that's makeup, but a lot of that is what he's doing is so different, and his Joker's actually funny. Well, like, no, that's the, really these, funny. the two things you need to be a good Joker to me. You need to make me laugh and then have me second guess, wait, should I be laughing at this? Mm-hmm. Like the the bit where that he improv with blowing up the hospital. So it's so uh-huh. funny. And then he needs to be scary. And just the little videotape he does with the imposter Batman alone, that's mm-hmm. you yeah. s- like not not to harp too much on Jared Leto, but I don't find him scary and I don't find him funny. And like I didn't think Jack Nicholson was that funny. I, I, scary. He's kind of funny. I kind of thought he was. Funny. He had some goofy stuff. He had, yeah, he, it's he, not funny because he scared me as a child. He do, he doesn't true. scare me anymore now. Yeah, but but Ledger as a, there there are plenty of line deliveries in that. This is comedy, and I mean that in the best way. Like when he's in in the meeting with all the mafia, the mob guys, and he's like, "You really think you're gonna get away from here, unscarred?" He goes, "Yeah," and he's like. <laughs> kind of darting around and there are moments where he's not like actually scared he's like what okay (laughs) no oh my god a guy who can get away with plunging a dude's head into a pencil and still being that charismatic Mm -hmm. and interesting like yeah and I was just thinking the the intro is is perfect where we find out like okay the Joker has told all these guys to kill each other yeah Mm -hmm. and then uh, we we they established the thing about the fact that okay he's not just robbing a bank he's robbing a bank from someone there's a mob bank yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's doing something specific and he has the, the little line where he's like oh no I killed the bus driver yeah. and then he's like what and then the, the bus crashes in. It, it's perfect yeah and it is, it tells you everything you need to know about the character yeah and establishes it chaos. wonderfully and that's not he doesn't get to be funny in that scene at all he gets to be really terrifying so then when he comes into the mob scene and again you've got the thing with the pencil which is really graphic and gross which is great because they don't show it they don't really show it yeah. no. but it's scary see, but in the same scene he gets to be really funny see one of my complaints in Dark Knight Rises is it probably should have been R yeah, it's just some of the violence that they go to. Oh, yeah. This is perfect. They cut away right when they need to. Like when he cuts, it's he, more effective. When, when he Much when he's doing effective. the little rant about oh my my father abused me and then he, yeah. he and he's he killed my mother. Yeah, yeah. 
one of, one of one of his first uh, you want to know how I got these scars stories yeah. and like you don't see him cut the dude's face but you know exactly but what you happened. know exactly what happened because you don't yeah. need to see and I think yeah. well, isn't there a, a reaction from one of the guys yeah they, he, show, like, they show one of his or, I, like, I think yeah. they put it on the guy's face when it happens yeah. and they cut back and he's like and Joker's like laying the guy down yeah, yeah. yeah. fun fact the guy who he cut is Michael High White he was on Bronze Tiger on Arrow he was also Spawn and in Spawn he was Black Dynamite in Black Dynamite, one of the greatest satirical movies ever made. <laughs> Have you guys seen Black Dynamite? I'm not. No. Oh, it's it's so much. No, fun. that's the thing. It though. is so much fun. Christopher Nolan has this ability to get like B movie actors, like um, using really really well. Like uh, <laughs> Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts is in there. Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah. Uh, um, William Fickner is in the very. He's a, he's yeah. a mob bot who runs the bank. Yep. Chin Han, who's a wonderful Chinese actor, is loud. Who is in Captain America: The Winter Soldier? Really? really? He was? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. He's that. one of the heads of uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, wow. The National Security That's Headquarters. Cool. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, Which is funny because they, they refer to the major crimes unit in this as the <laughs> MCU. <laughs> and it's just like, Marvel Cinematic Universe crossover that, confirmed! In Rises, when we, when we do Rises, yep. we'll, we'll they they're like, Man, I'm locked in the MCU, and I was like, "Well, that's the problem." No, they say it in, I think they say it in, in Dark Knight. Like, they do. Yeah, Joker's been locked in the MCU, and I was like, "I can't even imagine Heath Ledger Joker like oh, in the MCU. Like that would be amazing." Give him an Iron Man suit. Just like, <laughs> oh, one thing I want to address. See, it may be like a unique take on the character that nobody's really done before, but you're taking an idea that's inherent with the Joker, but the comics haven't really gone with. Yeah. The theme of chaos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure stories have done that before. But, but, but specifically, like, he goes on long monologues about chaos and how important that is to him and how that's his philosophy. And that just makes so much sense and yeah. seems like such an organic extension of the character. Well, and, they, and they do such a smart thing in this movie. And we, I, I, I think I talked about this and, and we did 89 Batman. I didn't want there to be a Joker backstory. And this, there is none. Nope. And, and every other villain... They make sure to say, "Okay, here's Jonathan yeah. Crane thing, and here's here's he thing, literally just shows up. There's not rises. There's well, a there's a one might say overlong explanation of the backstory for the back, for the characters and the twists and everything. Yeah, for everybody in there gets gets very yeah, and then the, explained. And for the Joker, there's a, he's just this thing that appears, and he does that great thing where he says, uh, "I won't kill you because you're too much fun. You won't kill me because you don't kill people. You and me are going to yeah. be doing this forever." Which is a really, which is a great line for that movie. But for me, I got kind of goosebumps. I was like, just in terms of the the legendary aspect of these characters. Yeah. Like, there's just something very like the Batman and Joker. This. No, that's this, why it's so disappointing. Because you're like, okay, they got it. They got the relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nailed it. They got it. Nailed it. Quit saying this isn't an accurate representation of the comic book because it is. It is. It is. It really, it, we, it's it's it, it's like out of, it downloaded a different DLC skin. Yeah. You know? and, and let's, this let's is know. what happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable. Immovable object. They got it. And and now, so so let's just run down really quick. We have Batman and Bruce Wayne is pretty much perfect. Yeah. Uh, the oh, we should probably get on the Bat voice, but yeah, right. we'll get it in a second. Um, Two Face. Yeah, I was gonna say Two Face nailed. Right on. It's exactly who he needs to be. Uh, Scarecrow is good for the five minutes he's in this. I yes. love that part. Well, and I was gonna. I'm, I'm no, not even talking his about cameos this movie. in this and, and Rises are both oh, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even talking about this movie though. I'm saying. Yeah, Raza Ghoul and Scarecrow are both, yeah, really you know, well off the page, yeah. pretty much. Uh, and then you have, you know, Gordon is, is exactly mm-hmm. Gordon. Al- Alfred does Joker Alfred exactly things. Joker. Alfred is exactly Alfred. It's, it's all... <laughs> it, 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 
because the aesthetic is a little different than what you might expect, that everyone everyone just labels it as, oh, that, that's not really Batman. And, yeah. This this is probably the best comic book movie we've ever gotten. It's kind of a sweeping declaration, and, 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 but... Well, is, are, are we going yeah. adaptation from the comics or best overall movie? I mean, I, I don't... Comic book movies almost never do... I guess I should say superhero movies, but... Because I think the best never, overall experience to, like... Connecting itself to a comic, I, I feel like the first Avengers movie might be the best winner yeah, of that's, that. That's or, fair. Okay, but if we're going best movie, this well, that's what most I'm saying certainly. Is, because I used to think of it like, oh well, it's an amazing movie, but it's not. It's an amazing movie, but it's not really a Batman movie. Yeah. it is though. It's it's, but now that I think, now that I'm saying, it's it's basically it, this is a story you could put in a comic. This is basically Batman Year One if you continue to go with that aesthetic in that universe. Yeah, yeah, it's. Well, and I and I love about this movie that even if you have little to no experience with the lore and with the Batman thing, it's still such a well-made movie. Uh-huh. The no. writing is so good, the directing is so good, the editing is but, a, beyond me. But I feel like you could watch this and be like, okay, I get why people find Batman interesting. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it, it works. And, not, it and it's not an like a misrepresentation where you where you go, oh, I, I get why people are interested in Batman, and you got the Batman fanboy over here going. Right. Oh, that's not that's not what Batman's no, like at it, all. It just it works. It, it works as a as a Batman thing, but it works as just a movie. Yeah. Um, I would say the biggest downside to this movie would be all of the kids in our high schools that got to give us their take on the Joker. Because <laughs> we all knew one of them. Yep. I knew three. Um, <laughs> people who and, and I totally get this happens every time there's an iconic character. How many Jack Sparrows have we? How all many Banes? How many Banes? Oh yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. When we do Dark Knight Rises, I gotta tell you all a story about a production right. of Hamlet. I did. Can, can I just um, say I haven't actually worn it for Halloween, but I do have a Bane mask. <laughs> You're a step above the rest. We gotta talk about that next time. Next you time. have a pretty good Bane look. That's Bane great. I'll give you that one. But um, I know well, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I knew oh, yeah. all these different and, and like I would I, I for you uh, playing the home game I do a lot of theater and stuff and I uh, aspire to be a professional actor so I've known a lot of like theater kids who are like oh yeah the Joker's great and then they try to do the Joker voice and do the Joker delivery and I'm like you're missing it even if they actually get the math and like the voice pitch right I'm like it's gone because and I was what I was thinking about when I was watching it today that scene in the hospital with him and Dent um, which, how impressive, first of all, that they made it that scary when he's wearing that wig <laughs> and he's dressed as a yeah. nurse, but there's still, oh, yeah. it's it, it's just through it. Again, it's all of the the, the quirks and all the See, little That's the thing things. I don't like. Like, people like, like Zack Snyder, they go, oh, you don't want your, your people in costumes talking too long because then it just gets goofy. <laughs> you got Heath Ledger in clown makeup wearing a nurse's outfit with another wig on and top of that. it's one of the best Philosophical arguments in a comic book property, and part of yeah. that is part of that helps the editing because because that because no one gets it. That scene is also about almost more about Harvey. The camera's on Harvey yeah. a lot, but it's not. Again, I, I just Nolan is such a brilliant director, and the editing in this is so smart. Where the camera is, like cutting from the violence, and where it is in that scene that we do go to the Joker because this is about him. But it's also about this very key development to make him Two Face. Yeah. So it really is back and forth between these two. This characters. is and this is something I'll say too. They make so many conversations, just just conversations, yeah. really interesting mm-hmm. because of the camera work. Yeah. Uh, there's there I, we there's some stuff in Dark Knight Rises, so we'll talk about that uh, when we get there. But um, 
I'm trying to remember what the exact one was. I want to say maybe it was the one on the rooftop where it's right, the three yes, of yes, them yes. talking. Oh, yeah. Where, where or Harvey Din, Gordon Din, and Batman. Din calls Batman there because he's because he's furious that Lau got away. So he turns on the bat signal and uh, uh, Batman shows up to talk to him. And then Gordon comes running, and they're spinning around them mm-hmm. as they're talking. They're just talking. Yeah. They could easily just do a okay. Look at this guy's face because he's mm-hmm. talking. Look at his face because now he's talking. And then we're going to cut between A camera and B camera. Yeah. Just go. A, a B C. No, you know, just, we're just just flip it around. It just go. But it well, just that also helps me. Res- it helps me appreciate the actors a lot more because I'm like, that's a single take. Yeah, nope. it's, it's, it's a, not. Yeah. It's not like okay, we're just going to splice the best the best bits together. Yeah, and that's yeah. And, and it felt like a play, and it felt like these yeah. three really great actors. Is and Chris Nolan does that a lot, where he just. He lets it breathe. He lets it t- do yeah. go for a long time. Nolan has this amazing ability to. Obviously, he makes these very grand movies like Inception and Interstellar. Yeah, I'm incredibly excited about Dunkirk. Oh yeah, you know he he makes these very big visually Best large scale teaser movies. trailers in the world. <laughs> really, truly, the du- Alex and I saw the Dunkirk teaser trailer together, and some of the other people in the room was were it like, the, the Suicide Squad screening when we saw Suicide Squad together, and there are other people for free in, in the theater. <laughs> Not don't give away the backstory. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. The, sequ- the Here Come the Sequels lore is steeped in mystery. Um, <laughs> I just want to let people know that I did not pay to go see Suicide and Squad. That, yeah, okay? that, that's a fair thing to do. <laughs> we saw that, and then and everybody else was like, nothing happened in that trailer. Nothing happened. And me and you and some of the other folks were like, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> it was just Christopher Nolan. It was sad, gray vistas. And we were like, I'm so ready for that. <laughs> he <laughs> knows how to build suspense. <laughs> But my, 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 the point was I was making was Nolan has, makes these grand things, but he never forgets the actors. He never forgets the human part of it. Yeah. Um, Interstellar, which has you would think has no business being about human beings, is all about these the human interactions. Some and, people would argue it's a little too much about the human interaction. Sure. I don't believe that personally. Sure. I think that's that's one of his best films. Right. But then, like Inception, it could so easily just be a trippy sci-fi thing, but he still yeah. makes it all about people, and he really does that in this. That again, these characters are built as. Bruce Wayne and Harvey Dent and Selena, they're they're billed as as who yeah. they are, and it always feels like that. And I think it just he's just he's extraordinary yeah. filmmaker. And I should probably I'm, I'm going to throw this out here because we're probably going to end up gushing about Nolan for another like twenty minutes with maybe like five or ten minutes. He knows what's end. up, man. I, I know a lot of people like to make fun of like oh Nolan fanboyism. Oh, it's, yeah. I really think he's that good. Yeah, I I, I, I mean I know and I mean, sue us. I mean that's true. You know, it's just our opinion. Don't actually sue us. Well, I mean, no, we don't have that kind of money. Well, but also, though, this is not the only we movie. We can't even afford multiple microphones, people. <laughs> we'll get there. But this isn't the only movie that proves how good he is. That's the thing. Yeah. Even if you have never seen the Dark Knight trilogy, watch The Prestige, watch Memento, watch... I haven't seen Following, but it's on Netflix. Watch Insomnia. Watch Insomnia, watch Interstellar and Inception. I'm not even a big fan of either Memento or Insomnia, but I recognize... Both are extremely well made. He's a great yeah. filmmaker, and and it it this is kind of this great marriage uh, of the comic book stuff and what he can do as a filmmaker. But yeah. I mean, and I think it's because he didn't try to put his own stamp on it. He he said, okay, let me let me take the things that I'm really good at, but let me ultimately, like you're saying, let's, what what is the comic book? Who are yeah. these characters? Let's make that as opposed to, well, I'm Tim Burton. Let me make the Tim Burton movie, <laughs> which. For for the the upsides that has, yeah. there are sacrifices that are made, and Nolan said, "Well, let's make the Batman movie, and I'll use my gifts to do that." Yeah, uh-huh. um, he he's a very diverse filmmaker, and and a very right. restrained filmmaker. For, yeah. for as as huge as his movies are, 
the amount of control he has again like yeah. we're talking about the balance between these characters in this movie how it could so easily be all about one of them there's really like four leads in this movie because it's yeah. Batman, Gordon it's an ensemble piece Rachel, yeah. Rachel Rachel lead, you know carries yeah. uh, until obviously she dies like she carries a large a part of it a huge part of it yeah all I can think of is, is this metaphor where with this one we're gonna practically flip a truck yeah, and it's going to be beautiful. No, and- note that he's if you haven't seen the movie in a while. Note that he's not saying practically as in like the 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 you know term like we're may, almost we may going. As well. we, yeah, we might as well have it's no practical effects they, flipping a truck. They actually flip a semi truck in in Chicago, and then Terminator Genesis they flip a school bus <laughs> and it's a CGI effect and it flips like five times in the yeah. air before crashing down violently. I'm like. When I, just, I know where you stole this from. When I loved that in this, the, there are so many practical effects, which I, you, Mad Max, you always appreciate the practical stuff more. Yeah. But also, the, some of it isn't unquestionably CGI, but it's integrated so well. That I was, dent, two yeah, there were pieces where I was like, Wait, which of this no, stunt is real the, and fake? That's the thing. The the special effects on Two Face, excuse me, they still hold up. They really do. And it's funny because we complained so much with Spider-Man 3 where it's like the special effects are, look terrible now. Yeah. And that was just yeah. a year before A lot of this. the movies we've watched on this for this podcast, the, the CGI, yeah. you know, they might be movies that came out in the last 10, 15 years and the CGI is just... Mm-hmm. Whereas, whereas Jurassic Park still looks amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> those effects are, those yeah. effects are incredible. That's what happens when you go to, to those links to be like, all right, we, we want this to hold work. up as much as possible. And there is so... In this movie, awesome. there are so many like... Like not just the, the the truck flip, but there are a ton of like vehicle flips that are just yeah. actually just no flipping. As car. I said in the last one, Christopher Nolan is an absolute master at chase scenes no, with man. vehicles. That how he cool is, is not... that freaking bat cycle? Oh my god! <laughs> when, when this movie came out, David Letterman, who is who was you know fam- well he's still alive, but he was famous for doing these very like sardonic kind of takes on these. He loved Dark Knight, and he did not make any. Uh, jokes about it I mean he, he made jokes about it but I remember on one night I was watching the show and he was talking about you guys gotta see Dark Knight it's so good and Letterman was always kind of you know sardonic about stuff but he was very sincere about it and he said you gotta see it for three reasons one Heath Ledger mm-hmm. two everybody dies three <laughs> bat cycle or motorcycle whatever. and he kept talking about those three things I was like that motorcycle must be really cool and then I saw it and I was like that motorcycle's really cool <laughs> because at, they flip the truck and then the next shot is that great thing of him Riding the bike up the building just to flip, yeah, like the wheel to turn over. <laughs> it's such a cool thing. Yep, it's nice. And it oh, comes. That out. That is such a crowd pleasing moment because you're like, oh, the tumbler blew up, but this awesome thing came out of it. No, and, and because and they give you that great thing like in Pacific Rim where they go sword. In this, you hear the computer go goodbye, and then he blasts out in the bat cycle. Yep. And I love that in this movie, which is very very serious and very very you know or. Joker's really funny, and there's some genuinely cool, fun, exciting, you know, what a great superhero, you know. Well, this movie just has a sense of humor anyway. Mm -hmm. Which you wouldn't think it, you you don't realize how funny this movie is until you go back and rewatch it. Will you be one in the bat pot, sir? Melo Day Alfred? Not very subtle. The Lamborghini, then. All yeah, of this stuff much is, more subtle. Pretty much all the stuff of Bruce Wayne being Bruce Wayne is gold. Yeah. yeah. Especially, I love the scene where he, he intercepts the uh, the truck that's about to, to try and crash oh, into yeah. the car carrying Mr. Reese. Yeah. yeah. Because... Who's about to... Who was going to say who, his identity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was going to... So Mr. Reese, uh, for those who don't remember, I'll try and give you the main points real quick. Mr. Reese knows Batman's identity because he's he works with Wayne at Wayne Enterprises. He figured it out. He he puts the, the he, numbers. He together. works through the financials of Wayne Enterprises yeah. numbers. Yeah. And so he figures it out and then he he's like 
threatens to, to tell the world who Batman is, and then the Joker's like, I don't want anybody knowing who Batman is. And if Mr. Reese isn't dead in 60 minutes, I'm going to blow up a hospital. Also, <laughs> another reason this Joker is, is more like comic book Joker than people give him credit for, he doesn't care who Batman is. It's too much fun yeah. just the way it is. And there's still a sense of love for Batman. Yeah, and he, he respects him. He doesn't think, you know, obviously he, he disagrees with the objective he's just trying to accomplish, but he respects him. He loves messing with him, yeah. yeah. Um, the, the, but yeah, and so then uh, Bruce Wayne is is in like a line behind the, the police van with Gordon and another officer, uh, and they're carrying um, Mr. Reese to try and get him to safety somewhere, because they know that everyone's going to try and kill him, because a lot of people have family in hospitals. Yeah. And, and Bruce Wayne is like in the line, a line of cars behind him in the Lamborghini, and he sees this truck that's like revving and like he can just tell that he's gonna try and ram this this car yeah, yeah. and so he he shoots out uh like down the road and and like races like on the other side of the street or something like that yeah and and smashes like head on so that he stops the car from getting out. and then when he gets out he's like oh did, did, or well Gordon Gord, 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 Gordon comes up and he's like that was really good of Mr. what are you talking about what are you talking about I was trying to catch the and, light and then, <laughs> you weren't trying to protect the van why who was in it <laughs> and then Reese walks out and he gives him a very yeah, and, the most subtle nod I have ever seen in a movie yeah and because it's like Mr. Reese knows that he's yeah uh, Batman, but yeah. then he saved it, and, it, and then yeah, he's you like, "You think I should go to the hospital? <laughs> you don't watch a whole lot of news, do you, Mister?" Yeah, it's, it's perfect. And, and also, by, and by the way, can, can I just say this is like the only time Gordon talks to Bruce Wayne in this movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, there's like speaking of comedy, that great when he has the com- when Reese has a conversation with uh, Lucius <laughs> about like I figured it all out, and there's like, so you're saying you think you work for a guy who spends his time beating up people with his bare fists. And you intend to blackmail this person? <laughs> and that great Morgan Freeman delivery. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> and, and I want to I want to throw one other thing here. We could probably do this for like every scene. Is just break down all the wonderful things that are contained mm. in every like two minutes of footage. There's at but least one awesome thing in every scene of this pretty movie. Much, yeah. Um, I was gonna say in that scene where he he intercepts. And there's the a truck, lot of scenes <laughs> where, where where he intercepts the truck and stops Reese from getting killed. Um. At the same time, they're doing the little subplot where the the police—not really subplot, but the little thing where the the office other officer of the van is one of the officers. Yeah. Bruce Wayne texts Gordon, or has anonymously anonymously texts Gordon, um, and tells him who the the officers with relatives in the hospital are. And then one thing that bothered me about that the text he sends him only has two names on it, yeah, and it's conveniently both of them have something to do with the plot. Right? Yeah, but still. Well, one of them is Again. one. The reason one of them has something to do with the plot is because their He's, family's in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, that's the reason both of them. Well, because it's, the, it's the guy in the van, Berg, and then it's Ramirez, who was like kind of Gordon's like right hand woman yeah. throughout the movie, but yeah. was also implied to be corrupt the entire time, and you find yeah, out yeah, it's yeah. because she has a relative in the hospital. Which, yeah. Because like, 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 like once you find that out, you rewatch the movie and you watch her performance. There, there's hints. Yeah, yeah. Um, like when she sees Wurtz driving Harvey away, mm-hmm. leading him to be captured, she gives a look of like, "Oh God, I'm not happy with any of this." Yeah. Um, yeah. But what I was gonna say real quick is, so at the same time, there's there's a little like scuffle inside the van. Yeah. As this truck's about to ram into the van, so he there's he builds always the- like. A Angles. thousand elements yeah. going so on, but you never lose this, track yeah, of this any stuff of them. Into, so, and so, like, Gordon's having to stop this officer while you know there's a wreck outside, and, and yeah, it, he, he builds the. And that's the other thing too is that this movie just I, we kind of mentioned this just keeps snowballing. Yeah. Um. Because like the Joker's plots, you know, first he robs a bank, and then 
you know, he, he tries to, to kind of take over some of the mafia, and then he invades a party, and then he, he, he kills some people, and, and he does the Joker calling card thing, which is, is great, because that's straight out of the comics again. Yeah. yeah. Um, as far as, like, blowing up people and leaving the card, and, and he poisons the guy, which is a very... Like, especially, like, classic Joker. I, I want to say in Joker's first appearance, he, he kills, like, three people, and, and all in different ways. And yeah. So he does the exact same thing. And then, uh, Well, just even though... He would leave, like, messages on the radio being like, the Joker has spoken. Yeah. And he would say, I'm going to kill this person. And they'd be like, how'd he do it? And so he does... But he does a very similar thing in this, where he's yeah. just leaving threatening messages for everyone to hear. Yeah. Um, no, this Joker's nothing like the Joker in the comic book. <laughs> Jack Nicholson's way closer because he happens to look more like him. Yeah, yeah except not really. Except not it's just like his hair isn't messy. I think that's the biggest thing. His hair it isn't really messy. Is. Um, and, this, and the fact that this Joker's wide smile is self-inflicted. Yeah. Which is very spooky. Yes. Um, yeah. But the, no, I remember the teaser poster where it was just like his face and everything behind him is like black. My girlfriend at the time was like, I don't, it's too scary. I don't like that. And I was like, I respect that. But I think this looks awesome. <laughs> and I didn't know anything about Batman at the time. Yeah, but the, yeah so, so the Joker, or the last thing I said, that he breaks into the party and then yeah, you know, yeah. he tries to build dent and that, that whole thing goes down. And then he, he keeps building, because I think next is the car chase, right? Uh, where, where he captures that, yeah. Dent. I'm trying to think of all the stuff he does. And then he, he does the thing where he, he blows up a build, or two buildings and you know with Rachel and, and Harvey. Yeah. And then he goes further and blows up a hospital and then he he's got the the finale of the movie is the two boats that he's he's yeah. got trying to make this moral choice. Mm-hmm. That, like every single step of the way, there's a moral choice involved, like the hospital yeah. with with Reese and everything. And then it 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 escalates as well. Yeah. And even the yeah, I just I can't get over like I forget how much great stuff there is in this movie as it goes on. Yeah. Like I I, I always just think of like the ending, and then I'm like, whoa. But the stuff before that is also really the, every single plot point is just so iconic. Well, I love. I love Are you the, saying they thought it through? <laughs> well, yeah. I, I love the boats. Who scene. let that happen? I love the thing with the boats because one, having the giant, horrifying-looking prisoner be the one that's like, "I'm gonna do what you don't, what you should have done ten minutes ago." Because you're a coward, and then he takes the detonator, he throws it out the window. Yeah, is so just like. And and the other the guy on the other side can't pull can't the trigger. And, and, oh, yeah, and one of them I, on one side of the boat, one of them I think it's the captain of the boat that's not with, with criminals. Is like we're still here. That means they haven't killed yeah. us. The only and this is a nittiest of nitpicks is that I understand on the criminal side why it took him a while to decide because there are armed guards like with guns on everybody. Yeah. On the other one. They're all being very civil about figuring this out. Like, there's a couple of people who have lines to be like, yeah, yeah, and then everyone screams, and someone's like, we should vote. Okay, pass around pins, and then they have this very orderly, which I'm like, I feel like that would be a lot more. People would be grabbing for the detonator. Which, again, it doesn't matter because that's not what the scene's about, but that was just one little minute. And, and of course, I mean, I I figured once we get through gushing all over this, you can... can, uh, When I want to talk about... And I want to talk about the Oscars when we get it. Spectre style. Spectastat. Pretty much. Did uh, you listen to our Spectre one? I haven't yet, no. I, I literally just had like a page and a half of nitpicks and I just went through them at the <laughs> this end. This one is not a page and a half, I don't believe. Not no. even close. <laughs> I, I have a couple other things I want to talk about too. But I was going to say, do we, do we want to go in and go to Rachel? Yeah. We haven't really talked about I, I will say, this time around, I found her performance a lot stronger and her a lot sexier and I just genuinely liked her more. <laughs> She's good. I, I win! Well, I've never hated her in this movie. Yeah. I've just always yeah. been like, I'm thinking about Gordon, and I'm thinking about 
Everybody else. <laughs> I win! But this time around, because I knew all the other stuff, I was actually watching more, and I was like, one, it's like, why am I, I'm attracted to Maggie Gyllenhaal right now? What's, that's, that's the different emotion for me. And also, like, she did a really good job. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was well done. Yeah, I, 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 I've been under the assumption that everyone in the world hates Maggie Gyllenhaal in this movie, and I've never understood why. Sexism. No, I, I, no, that's the first thing I go to. Is it like, is it just because she's not like a supermodel? Right. I thought she worked really well. Oh, yeah. Do we know why Katie Holmes didn't stick around? She My did guess, a terrible movie, didn't she? I'm know. pretty sure I did. I'm pretty sure I've, I can't remember what it is. Oh, I don't know. I'm maybe, pretty. Maybe I'm the studio I'm just didn't want. Oh, it. my guess would have been something with Tom Cruise in Scientology. It, it, that would have been my guess. Yeah, because I didn't know if it was like maybe she got pregnant beforehand. No, I like... believe, and I'm going to try and look this up. I believe it is she. She wanted. She was doing another movie. Okay. And it was a. It was a. It was a horrible choice on her yeah, part. Yeah, like yeah. if I remember correctly. I, I know that. I guess this is more for rises, but like Nolan changed the schedule to make sure that um, Kochiara to be able to to do it. Granted, after Dark Knight, Warner Brothers has been like, do whatever you want, yeah. Nolan. Yeah. Like, yeah. And he hasn't really disappointed. Like, no. He's just been trying to... I'm sure out. he's made them a ton of money all told. Oh, I, mean, I know. Inception, how, how culturally, like... Yeah, huge that is. And Rising yeah. made a ton of money. Interstellar made a ton of yeah. money. No. Dunkirk could have been The Christopher Nolan brand is almost as powerful as the Marvel brand at this point, where you could just yeah. slap his name on it and it will make money. Well, and the fact that he's they're letting him do what he wants to do. Yes. They're, they're one of the few directors that is able to do that in Hollywood. And now. they're letting him... One, because he's making... His movies make money. Yeah. But also, he makes money off of really well-made things that are his vision and yeah. they're loyal to his concept so yeah. one of the things I wanted to go over about with Dark Knight is I have this uh, theory this fan theory that the Dark Knight not quite single handedly but played a huge part in changing the history of the Oscars and here's my thesis statement I mean yeah it did I, I know I know where you're going yeah. with this so, so uh, for decades we had five best picture nominees yep that was the rule when The Dark Knight came out, uh, that was the same year's Iron Man, so, you know, superhero is a big deal, you're superheroes, and everyone was like, oh, Dark Knight's gonna get nominated. The, it's amazing that that was the year you get both of those, and both of them work so well. So beautifully, yeah. And they're so completely different in mm -hmm. tone, in personality. Yeah. It's like, you can do either way. Both are fine. Oh, well, and because they both adhered to who that character was. Yes. They both adhered to, like, what does this story deserve? Yes. And and so the uh, Dark Knight came out and everyone was like, well, it's got to get nominated for director and picture. Like, this is one of the hugest movies. They made, like, a billion dollars out of it. It's like, yeah. It ended up getting eight nominations, winning two. It won for Heath Ledger, obviously. Yeah. And some people like to be cool and say, oh, he only won because he died. And I was like, that might have helped kind of grease the wheels, but oh, he won because he's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Even if he hadn't passed away, I still think he could have been nominated for he it. He absolutely deserved it. He completely yeah. deserved it. Like this this was not a oh he died, here's a thing. It was look, he's amazing and on top of that, the tragedy of his death. Yeah. But uh it, it's the best performance in a comic book movie. Yeah. I would agree. I I we were talking about this. The the closest things I can think of are uh um JK Simmons is J. Jonah Jameson. And I don't oh, I don't think that's man. anything that would ever like no, but how, the Oscars, but how, but he, how brilliant Just the fact that he embodies that character and is just and then, so delightful to watch. And then, you, yeah, we, we kept talking about this and then, like, maybe McAvoy and Fassbender from the X-Men movies. Yeah, right? and neither yeah. of them, I, I don't think either of them are on this level. No. They're, I mean, they're both great. And, like, yeah. Downey as Iron Man. Yeah. Part of that's just and, the casting is course, so smart. Of course, Patrick Stewart and Ian McCallum are both great. Sure, but, sure. But all, none of them, I, I don't think. Be because, again, when you get in, this kind of because, again, with this, it, it is not just about the Joker, it's about as an actor doing his job. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's so transformative. Without, there's nothing self congratulatory about Heath Ledger. He's never bragging in this performance. He's never showing off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's never trying to go, guys, look how good I am. He's playing the character. Yeah. And that's something, that's a trap that a lot of actors fall into where they really get into something and they're trying to like be very demonstrative and they're pointing at what they do. He you mean never Johnny Depp for the past ten years? Yeah. And and this is like when, when Depp was at his best. Yeah. You know, this is this is that thing. And Ledger was like that. I mean Ledger in Brokeback Mountain, there's he's he's just unbelievable. He he nev- he was had no ego. I remember Daniel Day Lewis the year that Ledger died, he won a Screen Actors Guild Award for There Will Be Blood. Mm-hmm. And his speech was all about Heath Ledger. And he talked about how brilliant he was in like Monsters Ball and stuff. And I was like, first of all, they made me like Daniel Lee Lewis so much to take a moment about him and just make it all about Heath Ledger. Yeah. But two, just uh, he really pointed out some good things. Anyway, so the, the, the Dark Knight got nominated for eight Oscars, did not get nominated for Best Picture or Best Director, and there was this big outcry. And it kind of brought up a conversation that people have every year about, oh, well, the Academy, they never nominate superhero movies and com- action movies. They don't care about that stuff. It got nominated for eight Oscars and won a performance award. That's pretty good for a superhero movie. Yeah, that's that doesn't happen. It got nominated. Like, that's probably the best performance of them. I, I can't. Surely it has to be right of that year of any of any superhero movies. Like, oh, has yeah. anything come close to that? Um, I mean, uh, number of nominations. Yeah, like oh, no. number number of nominations and awards. Nope. The only thing I can think of that's on that kind of scale is the fact that Lord of the Rings got so many. Lord of the Rings is a sweep, yeah. Yeah, no, Return of the King pretty much won everything won except the acting awards and some and some Which is, yeah, funny enough. But it, and well, in Lord of the Rings really? won every Oscar it was nominated for. Did they win some? I know, right? I think it. Won, I think Fellowship won for cinematography. Okay, well, okay. Fa- oh, yeah, yeah, Return of the King. It won every award it was nominated for. It was like eleven, I think. But yeah, Dark Knight was nominated for eight and. It was there was a big outcry that didn't get those other two. The next year, the Oscars went. We're going to have ten Best Picture nominees. Yep. <laughs> now they've since changed it again, and I think the system they have right now is really good. Do they try? Don't they uh, have it changed? So it's just kind of like it depends on the year. The system right now is you will have no fewer than five, no more than ten. Okay. So basically, as you and I don't know exactly how the votes work. It's like a preferential ballot system. But and also, the people who vote have not necessarily seen all the movies. <laughs> yeah, depending. Um, but yeah, in, in some cases, absolutely. For me, that's I, I, I don't put a whole lot How of... How many documentary short subjects have you seen, though? <laughs> I mean... No, I mean, just in terms of like the big ones. Yeah, the best picture, well, though. They're, to, they're yeah, to, to me, if, you're, if, if I'm an Oscar voter, by the time the nominations come out, I will not have expected myself to have seen every movie of that year. But once you have the list of nominees, you should do your research. Yeah, I, yeah I agree. When I'm, when, if I'm an Oscar voter and I've got a list of the nominees for the win, I'm like, I should watch all these movies. Yeah. Well, it just anyway. bothers me when, They're like, going to be good movies. What? Yeah, <laughs> give, give it a when, shot. When a lot of them are, like, politically relevant, so they automatically get a push, even though yeah. they're not necessarily the best movie, but all of them are like, oh, but but it's relevant. Yeah. Like, so check it off. So yeah. check it off, yeah. And I don't know, individual people... How busy they are in their lives. I get it. There's a lot of movies. I have no idea how the Emmy voters do it. Yeah. But um, anyway, they, they, so now, like, depending on how many votes you get, you have to get over a certain amount to get nominated for Best Picture, which I kind of like because now, whatever nominees we get, I'm like, they were sincerely nominated. Yeah. I may still vehemently disagree. There might still be a ton of problems. But when, when we had 10 nominees and the blind side got Best Picture nomination and District 9, which totally deserved it, but you know District 9 was a filler. As good as it is. Hey, I I wanted G.I. Joe The Rise of Cobra to get nominated, okay? <laughs> and, I was pounding the drum, and I was pounding the drum for the vow, we all make allowances. <laughs> but, um, I still and Tyler was hoping X-Men Origins will get in I'm there. I'm just saying, there, there are... 
15 buddies movies i don't understand for a second i really feel like, like how did not a single one of them get it i'm gonna laugh if, if one of them did like i don't i don't know this, production like, production design airbud airbud three got like some sort of random nomination one that's and, and i think watching dark knight again and i'll have to go back and look through that year of who won the awards dark knight didn't win i think slumdog millionaire got film editing which I get, but like watching Dark Knight, I'm like editing. Yeah, and I just remember it really soured me on the reader because it was sort of the one that filled what everyone assumed would be the slots for the Dark Knight. Yeah, and the reader kind of blows, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it, it's so interesting to me, and I know part of that is this long-standing conversation, and the Oscars needed a change-up. But that Dark Knight had that—that's how huge this movie is for our generation, and and for no, movies right now. Just, like, that's how influential. It I was. I was. How old? How old was I? Was I when this movie came out? Like this would have been twelve. <laughs> I was like twelve or thirteen when this movie yeah. came. We well, are nine now, of course. <laughs> this is one of the biggest influences on me yeah. in terms of the films I have watched. Yeah. That's like, why in my it. life and just how I view the movies I watch. This is like, this is in so many ways our Batman eighty nine. Yeah. The difference being, this is not the first live action Batman oh, that we had available to us. Better. And I think, objectively speaking, it is a better made film. Yeah. Um, I, I think that... Well, just, it's more rich in story and character. I think I think there will be a day. A day will come. Uh, when, when the courage of men fails. When the courage of men fails. <laughs> and, and it becomes in vogue to rag on this movie. And it becomes I mean, fashionable to kind of I mean, it's, on it. And... It's already kind of there. Well, that's, that's, At least with online comic book fanboys. It's fan been there from the beginning, I think. Okay. Yeah. I, well, I think that's that, yeah. that the internet kind of changes. That I well, think a lot of stuff now doesn't like uh, some. A lot of the stuff like we've done that we've gone back and, and reviewed. Yeah, we've been kind of like the, the, the reviews on this scene really like we don't really understand why this was uh, you know taken the way it was. Yeah, the, this Good was received the way it was. Um, and then I I think that a lot of that is because the internet has has risen you know in the last mm-hmm. two decades or so mm-hmm. to the point where people kind of remember these opinions and then they're like, oh yeah, you know, that... And, and I, I think a lot... We, there won't be as many kind of weird opinions as time goes... Just because I think a lot of movies that come out during the internet age are going to have the same set of opinions, whether it's, you know, the majority love it and the, the minority think it's the worst and, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. And I think that's going to be pretty set in stone once the movie comes out from... from as, as time goes on. Well, I think, too, right now, we, we have a very reactionary uh, audience in, yep. in the world where anytime something gets really celebrated, somebody's got to be the special snowflake that yep. goes, I think it sucks. I'm pretty sure Toy both. Story 3 is actually bad. And then you've, which, which then makes people go, no, it's amazing. No, it's great. So then, like, it, at the end, it all cancels itself out. Yep. Because you've had people who, or every time somebody genuinely hates it, some BuzzFeed list has to come out and go, here's 17 reasons why you might actually need this in your life. Can, can, I, can I just say, I love Toy Story 3. It's not the best one. I mean, that's fair. I don't think, I, I don't think that's a controversial I think, opinion I, of this I, I think it's the perfect ending, but I, yeah, I, can, yeah, see, yeah. I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, kind of like how Dark Knight Rises is the perfect ending, but it's not necessarily the best <laughs> one. And I, and I think that's just kind of where we are right now. Or is it? <laughs> Tune in next week. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that with with I love you, Darknet Rises. <laughs> with, 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 with just the the world right now yeah. is we have access to every opinion immediately. Yeah, and so that's one of the reasons I got off Tumblr is because it, it was hard for me to enjoy something mm-hmm. 
the, the not that I needed to isolate myself away from everybody and be in my own little box, but like a movie would come out and go, oh, that was a really fun time. And you go on the internet and here's 27,000 people going, it's the best thing ever and here's seven fan fictions and here's art and here's you know, a million people hating it, and here's all this. It, yeah. It's so much. That's, at once. that's kind of how I feel about the Marvel movies. Was, oh yeah, yeah. Like, like Age of Ultron. I really enjoyed Age yeah, of Ultron. Yet yeah. the internet seems to hate that movie and thinks it's the second. Or, I was gonna say the second coming of the devil. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, I mean, no way. <laughs> Tune in next week on Here Come the Psalms when we'll be <laughs> discussing <Trying>. Leviticus. <laughs> and, uh, but I really think that, that that's kind of where we are right now, and that's why I'm... It's, it's a great time to make a movie because no matter what, you'll be thought of as everything. Yeah. And it's a terrible time because you'll never have the majority. And that's how I feel about... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's definitely a, a good summarization of kind of the, this state of maybe just general nerd culture right now. Yeah. Um, I, I th- Isn't like, it the worst? Well, cause somebody, yeah. Because well, there's always someone who has to be different. And I'm thinking about... Um, you know, a couple, like Game of Thrones and The Walking Dead are two shows that I, I enjoy. I think Game of Thrones is a lot better than The Walking Dead. True, but I still, I still think The Walking Dead is better than it's been. In, oh yeah, in a while. Oh man. Um, but I think the last few seasons have been pretty, you know, pretty really solid. tight. I say, I say, since four on, it's been pretty much. Yeah, but I've really enjoyed it. And there's there's this this just building backlash over Walking Dead where everyone's starting to hate Walking Dead. And the same thing happened to Game of Thrones yeah. in season five, I think, which was probably one of the weaker seasons. Sure, sure. but. The, like there's the all it takes is one like misstep I feel like and, mm-hmm. and just just a couple of cracks people can poke and stuff and, and everyone loses their minds yeah. and especially when it's stuff like that that has such a huge audience yeah I'm that, sorry I had to do it I know <laughs> well, but you're right though when everyone yeah. you know is like oh why is everyone loving this oh let's see if we can hate it and then they they kind of crack get you know dig in and, and find all the nitpicks they can find it's, and then it's, it's slowly it's, but surely it's the Nickelback syndrome yeah. Nickelback, oh, yeah, gets, yeah. Nickelback gets too popular, then everyone decides, oh, it's cool to hate Nickelback. And I don't think it, I don't think Nickelback is you know the best band no, no, no. ever, but I don't think they're the worst band and ever by any stretch. And they didn't do anything. Do I have wrong. any Nickelback albums? I will never tell you. <laughs> well, I saw Jim Gaffigan on Conan say this great thing about like, what did they actually do? Like, their music's <laughs> not about hurting people. They're not. They are. And I think Patton Oswalt said like. People, you know, people are saying they're sell us. All they, they they're just doing it for money and girls. And he's like, "Oh, you know what other people do for money and girls? They kill people. They take over <laughs> countries. If this guy wants to go, who cares? <laughs> really? It's not you're not hurting anybody." And I think that's what is is so for me very frustrating right now is because when I was growing up, the internet existed, but it, social media was not a thing. Yeah. So you could just like whatever you liked, and it didn't matter. I mean, it's, oh, it mattered, but it, like you didn't have to avoid like I Walking Dead is my favorite TV show okay. and so but I I don't look for The Walking Dead on the internet I don't really? talk about Walking Dead on the internet I don't because like you said anything that's really successful somebody has to come yeah. up and be the other and side. I'm not saying that that kind of stuff is perfect like there's there's oh, definitely yeah. room to talk about and say oh, oh yeah but it, it gets to a point where where if enough chips fall and enough like yeah. Just little little stuff happens, and it gets to a point where where with shows like that and, and a lot of you know really popular movies and stuff, it'll just snowball into this sudden like oh my gosh this is the worst thing yeah. ever, and yeah. it just turns into negativity. It's not it's not criticism. It's no not, no no. It's not discussion. It's not review. It's it's, it's just oh this yeah. I hate this. Yeah. That's that's the thing I I always try to do. If I ever hate something, I want to give you the specific yeah. reasons why I hate it. And I don't want to just go as, it's bad. As we say every time, hey. 
these are always our opinions. Disney. If we hate a movie, well, look at look at Jennifer Lawrence, who was oh yeah, who had the most like I mean astronomical rise in fame, superstar. Everyone yep. loved her. I don't even know what happened. Unless she said something about feminism. Yeah, I think she said she the. the uh, I, I don't know if this is this is appropriate to say on the show, but I'll well, then we'll just say she said something about it because we well, don't. I was, know, I was, I was say, the nude pictures. Yes, yes, yeah, she made she made a big uproar about that because she was not cool with which that. Is which totally, I, I think that's a rational response. <laughs> and I think it was those two, and then I think there is some weird thing where there is a reporter that she like uh, joked at or like talked back to, and yeah. the, the reporter, it, it, like people thought the reporter like didn't speak English but then it turned out there was some really weird yeah, yeah, yeah. thing that got completely overblown right. and suddenly the internet hates Jennifer Lawrence and, and that's the thing is anytime I think I think it's this idea of when people hear someone going this is this show is perfect this thing is perfect this person is perfect they go well no it's not perfect yeah. but then instead of going well I don't think it's perfect but cool they go no it's not it's bad and it snowballs it just, yep. it's just snowballing both directions yep. it's Be- yeah, because then when people are going, no, Stranger Things is actually a terrible show. Then everyone who likes it goes, no, it's actually amazing. Yeah, does and anybody think that's terrible? I'm sure there are. There, there's got to be. There's got to be. Actually, I, I as, think as I... As beloved as it is, or right. as it but, now, but, they're going too soon. But why would why would you want to do that to yourself? That's a great show. But I'm just using that as an example of something that's Well, that's, that's right. what I'm saying, though, is that it, it's, that's exactly what we're saying, is that, you know, the, I, one of the first things I'll do, and I'm probably, this is probably not a good habit to have, but one of the first things I'll do after I watch a movie or watch an episode of show or something is I'll go online and I'll go to Reddit or whatever sure. just to kind of get the temperature and see, like, okay, how are your people feeling about this? Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm curious. And, and yeah, the, I, I think I, I looked at the, the, the like, Reddit the threads and discussion threads for, for Stranger Things, af- things afterwards, and there were people, I mean, the, not a lot of people, there were just a, little, a, a couple of, you know, comments or whatever where people were kind of like, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I think that was a pretty bad ending. I don't, I don't think it was a good show. Or, like, or like, I think they made a bunch. I don't know. It just, like, it, it blows my mind how quick people are to use the words, like, worst, worst yeah. um, yep. or, or bad writing is a is a, yeah. a buzzword that flies around a lot of TV show stuff, like, where it's just like, oh, the, the writing's terrible. And I'm like, the, the, there's a reason... This show or this movie is super popular. Yeah. It, it's not perfect, and, no. and it, it again goes in the, the flip side where it's like, oh, this this thing is is you know just the most the best thing I've ever seen, and I don't understand why it didn't you know win all of the Oscars. Like I'm not, we're not trying to to, to try and yeah. <laughs> bring this back, this little ramble back around. Well, I, 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 I don't yeah. think Dark Knight necessarily deserved to to Every win best picture or anything sure, like sure, that, sure. but but it would have been great if it had been nominated, and yeah. it would have been fitting. But that it wasn't is not the biggest crime against cinema. Yeah, well. And I think <laughs> Amy Adams not winning for Junebug is the biggest crime oh, against we'll cinema. Oh, we'll talk about Amy oh, yeah, Adams we haven't even shortly. But I think that's something that is I, very... I, I, I do. I, those... We'll get there. Yeah. I think that's something that is a, a problem right now is that Batman breed Jokers. <laughs> to yeah. bring it back. People who... Escalation, yeah, it's escalation, and it's and whenever you get an extreme of one opinion, then the other extreme has to happen. We buy semi-automatics, they buy automatics. Yeah, and then no, and then no one. We buy Kevlar, <laughs> they start getting armor-piercing rounds. When the number... and you're wearing a mask <laughs> and jumping off rooftops, and then fewer and fewer people in the middle are going, 
well, let's talk about it. People who are like, oh, I love The Walking Dead. Well, let's talk about what's not working. Yeah. While not hating on the show at all, but just saying... And there's plenty of that. I'm not and, saying... And that still exists. But, yeah. And that's why, like, I, I, I have to... I've become so much more protective. One, because you got to avoid spoilers for stuff. Yeah. But two, because you're like, look, if I get on there, I know I'm going to see so much negativity. True story, whenever I'm watching YouTube on my computer and on my phone I put my hand up when I'm scrolling down and look at the recommended videos so I don't have to see the comments because yeah. even if they're positive it's going to annoy me although yeah. whenever I do see a comment that annoys me I always pretend it's a celebrity anonymously <laughs> man Kevin Spacey hates counting crows just like it makes it funny to me but it's just it's such a and we're already seeing it with Dark Knight and I'll, I'll be interested as time goes on like I think eventually things kind of level off yep. and people go Schindler's List is awesome Cool. And we all just kind of... It doesn't need to be a talking point anymore. I think this is all around good enough that it's... I, I think ultimately... I say that, but then again, it's the, the there's a whole other factor to consider when it's a comic book property. And like we keep... We've yeah. been saying this whole time about how people just think it's it's completely not the comics they want and how it's it's not Batman. Well, and, and comic book fans, not to ruffle any feathers, but comic book fans tend to be a very volatile, yeah. uh, you know... It's... Oh, if they don't look like that comic book, they there will be hell to pay. We've yeah. talked up and down about this uh, with, um, but it looks like Dark Knight Returns. Well, I was going to say with the X Men franchise. Oh, sure. Oh, sure, sure, sure. But we so about, about all the different. Yeah. And I'm, again, I'm not saying they did that perfectly. No, no, no. by any means. But the, all the different factors that went into the the fact that that now is is just a generally you know taboo franchise. Like people don't like that. Yeah. That's that's what's in right now. Is that oh it's bad? Yeah, X Men franchise is bad, and it becomes fashionable. I mean, even because the internet is all about trending topics, it becomes fashionable to hate on Jennifer Lawrence, or it becomes fashionable to love Jimmy Fallon. It becomes Mm -hmm. fashionable to whatever, and then there's less and less discourse. Anyway, to to we're just kind of repeating ourselves. List of nitpicks. Oh, I I had a couple more things that we needed to cover. Oh, oh, can I can I because we were kind of talking about Rachel. I, I I did I looked this up a while ago, and I just want to throw this out here. She she so supposedly the, the running story is that she wanted to go Katie Holmes wanted to go do another movie um, called Mad Money. Um, <laughs> here's the description. After I feel her, like I saw the trailer for that. Sounds familiar. Yeah. After her husband loses his job, upper crust housewife Bridget Cardigan, Diane Keaton, is forced to take a job as a janitor at the Federal Reserve Bank of Kansas City, Missouri. Spotting a weakness in the bank's security system, Bridget convinces her two new friends, Nina, Queen Latifah, and Jackie, Katie Holmes, to help her steal a fortune in worn-out bills that have been earmarked for destruction. It, uh, it has a 5.8 on IMDb, 22% on Rotten Tomatoes, and made $26.4 million, which is not that much, if, if you know anything about box office. Not that you shouldn't want to do a movie with Queen Latifah, if you're reading two scripts. <laughs> oh, 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 it gets better. You want to know what the budget was? Hmm. Please tell me it was like fifty million. Not quite, but it was twenty-two million, oh. and it made twenty-six million. Oh, <laughs> skimmed right over. And, well, no, I if you're talking know, marketing, I was going to say I'm oh, assuming that that does not account for marketing. It. <laughs> no, it didn't. It didn't make its money back. Yeah, there's wow. no way after all, after you count all the, the overhead wow. and everything. So, but, but what about all, all the What's the movie called? Mad Money? What about all the Mad Money merchandise? The, the, action, the action figures? The, the, the school, the lunch boxes for Mad My Money? Is, I just feel like the Nia, calendars. Nia really was a lot like she was in the comic book. She just looks different and people didn't really appreciate that. What's your thing else? Okay. Um, the fight scenes are a lot better. 
one thing I complained about, yeah. and that was my worst thing about the last one. Abandoned the shaky cam. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, like I can see what's happening. Oh yeah, they're great. And you, so you mentioned this, um, you, you wanted me to remind you about this, that uh, you were saying that you didn't, I, I can't remember, you saw some oh, sort yeah. of feature, right? Yeah, yeah you, you know, it was it was Christian Bale talking about how he wanted the, the uh, mask to be improved, and that goes into the script with him getting the neck piece changed so he can actually turn his head. Yeah. And he said, oh, that worked a lot better with the fighting method we were using, so I could do the fight scenes a lot better. Yeah. And I was thinking... Could that help explain, like, were the fight scenes just not very well done because of the limitations of the suit for the last one? So that's why they did the quick cut editing. Yeah, that was my theory, anyway. That and I, th- but they do have kind of have some better fight scene, like the intro fight scene with Batman. Yeah, he still has the old suit, which I love, um, the Batman Begins suit, and he, he, the fighting is, I think, is already a lot better. Yeah. So I don't know if that's, um, I don't know what what the deal with that is, but I don't know. that's that's definitely possible. Um. Do we want to talk about the Bat voice as well? Yeah. Uh, I, I, it would. I would definitely. It just. It's distracting at times. See, here's the thing. I, mean, yeah. I, I think I brought this up the last time. It's different from how it is in the first movie. Oh yeah, because they changed. They edited the. They thing. actually edited it in the editing room afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Even then, and though, that's so weird. Yeah. yeah. Even then, though, it doesn't really bother me in this movie. I think. It bothers me a little bit in the next one. It definitely bothers me in Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Um, but here, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah. I, in, the, in the Joker uh, fight, or not fight, the, the Joker interrogation scene, yeah. I think there, I think it gets a little... I'm like... Yeah, I, yeah, it's, 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 back off. it's because when he starts to get really demonstrative, that's when it starts to break down. Right. Yeah. But if he's just like talking very quietly, I think it works just fine. Yeah. And, and for the most part, it, 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 I was watching for it to see. I'm it. not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> my buddy, my, my my friends and I were talking about that movie once, and a buddy of mine said, "I thought he said hockey pants." <laughs> so that was a thing for a while. I was like, "I'm wearing hockey pants." <laughs> no, I, I've read one review where he's like, "You'll be in a," where he says, "You'll be in a padded jail cell forever," and the person was like, "I had no idea what are you saying." Yeah. Huh. And I can see how that could be hard to hard to understand in certain theaters. Yeah, like if the sound isn't quite right. Right. So you know, sometimes you just go into a theater. Oh God! If you have a bad sound system for Rises, trying to decipher what Bane's saying, (laughs) there were definitely when I saw that saw Dark Knight Rises, there were definitely quotes that I didn't understand from Bane. And and it's very easy to maybe it's just the fact that we can have captions too. But I think just in general, when you you're watching it, you know, from the comfort of your own home, it's a lot easier to kind of yeah figure out what's happening. Oh, and can I just say, I love when Batman goes and gets Lao out of Hong Kong. Oh, yeah. And that whole scene. And leaves a little sign. That and, whole and, scene and is the, beautiful. The, the gel uh, bombs, I know you pointed that out, how that's just really clever. Oh, yeah, yeah that's just... That's just a, <laughs> I, I, I think she you said that while we were watching it. Uh, that's just a really cool gadget. Yep. Yeah. And then he uses it later in the finale, and then, of course, it's never brought up again. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. I mean, it's kind of like a James Bond movie where it's like, yeah, yeah we just have the gadgets for this one and yeah, yeah. whatever. Um, let's start going into my nitpicks, right. shall we? Yeah, I like three minutes. Um, the first... Uh, I'm just going to go right down the list. Yep. Um, first one I have is that when when Harvey is trying to get Maroney uh, convicted, yep. uh, the guy tries to shoot him in the courthouse and the gun jams. Yeah. That, that was just it's like kind of... really convenient. It had a good line. Like... Oh yeah, he says next time you're trying to kill me. Uh, I recommend you buy American. Yeah, and I I actually really like that. I I think we we talked about this a little bit when you pointed that out. And I'm like, 
I kind of like it too much. <laughs> no, that's the problem. It's not, it's, no, that's the thing with a lot of my nitpicks. I'm like, yes, but it makes for a really good moment. So it's, it's not, like it's yeah. not like a, it's it's uh, Bay X Machina where yeah. where you know the, it, oh it's at the final fight and the gun jams and just it's it's yeah. a it's a scene that doesn't really have to be in there, buddy. It's just a fun thing, like yeah. because of the the very beginning of the movie. It's an intro to Harvey Dent. Yeah. I I don't, I think that overall that's not a problem. Yeah. I feel like to me. Uh, the next one I have is when Batman hurls himself out of the building to catch Rachel, yeah. and just the fact that they just kind of fall into the taxi and they're completely fine. Yeah, yeah. it seems like they're like they're trying to so yeah. to show like that his cape start to unfold towards yeah. the end, but the editing is just very like it's just very fast, and then he just hits and it. Yeah, it, yeah, it doesn't. It's not a. And then I know a lot of people are like, well, "Why does the scene just end there? Isn't Joker and his men still up there?" They established that there's a helicopter up there. Yeah. I'm sure they just took that and left. Yeah. And Christopher Nolan's just like, we don't need to show that. Yeah. Um, my next one is is uh, Batman with the bullet, analyzing the bullet for yeah. fingerprints, and how that's just super convoluted. It's, and you can try and make sense out of it, sure, but... Basically, it comes down to... Um the fact that it's more likely that the fingerprints would be on the bullet case anyway. Yeah, so uh, couldn't yeah. he just picked up a casing the, the, and just scanned we, it for We looked into this for a while because we were trying to figure out if this is a problem. And, and it does seem like there is a depending on the type of bullet it is, there might be a way where someone could press down on the bullet, the, the bullet part of it and not yeah. the case when they're putting See, it in. See, because I was assuming it was a handgun which makes it a lot harder to press the actual bullet part than the casing. Yeah. Whereas if it was just like a rifle or something, yeah, it might then, be long enough. So. Then you might be actually it, touching. So it, it's yeah, it's a little hard to. to but either way, he he then takes the fragments and tries to figure figure out you know what kind of gun shot this and put back together the fragments from the original hole. It's it's just very overly complicated when he could have just picked up a bullet case. But then like, again, okay. this Batman's not a detective. Correct. <laughs> I'd rather yeah, I'd rather Batman get there through convoluted you know methods than just nothing at all. Yeah. Um, the next one I have it's not really a nitpick this is just something I realized um, so when they were doing the original screen tests for Batman Begins uh, the casting director knew Amy Adams so she was brought on to play the Rachel character for the Batman actors to bounce off of and Tyler and I are so sad that she's not Rachel Yeah. and instead it's Katie Holmes and Maggie Joan Hall and Britain's dying inside right now I'm so angry <laughs> this is where is she? <laughs> when he said that, that was to me when he when he said that. And I showed him uh, the footage just to prove it. There's footage? Yeah, there's footage of the screen test. Right. I mean, Watching that tonight. I mean, Amy Adams is like my favorite. Thing. I mean, it shows like the back of her head. Yeah, it's very well, well, she has amazing hair, so it's fine. <laughs> favorite but actress is Saoirse Ronan's second favorite actress. That, that, was to, that was to me almost as bad as, as him telling me that... Uh, uh, Toby Maguire like broke his back or something like that, or or he was having back issues, and, yeah. and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal was almost going to play Spider Man for Spider Man. And too. then they pulled, then Toby Maguire got better, and they're like, "Oh, it's fine." So Why close. did you just tell him? Oh, I'm sorry. We started filming. Oh, so uh, close. I'm sorry, Toby. We completely messed up. That's on us. But yeah, I, as much as I like Maggie Gyllenhaal, I, Amy Adams would have been. Better. Amy would have been amazing, and she would have been if she, if they'd had her for both movies. That yeah. would have been magnificent. Yeah. yeah. Maggie, that's, it was amazing. <laughs> I love her forever. So the next one I have, it's a very weird setup and payoff that doesn't make sense to me in any way whatsoever. So when Bruce and Lucius are first talking about, like, I, I think they're alluding to the fact that he's expanding the sonar equipment, mm. and Bruce goes, "Now, Lucius, I'm playing this one pretty close to the chest." Okay, 
And then it cuts to the end of the big chase scene, and Gordon shows back up, and he opens the door, and Harvey's like, ooh, it's Gordon. And he goes, Gordon, you do like to play things close to the chest. That might just be a... I, I think you're reading into the fact that the... the that might just be a phrase. Yeah. I, it, I mean, it is it a seemed, phrase. It seemed like a weird setup payoff thing, I, but I, it's two it's, it's, not a, it's not a setup payoff. I'm pretty sure it's just that they, yeah, they, they, they forgot they used the same phrase twice, and it made it sound like... Yeah. It, it made it kind of a little... The like I said, nitpicks! The, yeah. the, the fact, fact that I'm focusing on this... The fact yeah. that that is noticeable yeah. is a testament to this movie. The yeah. fact that there is something like that that is is kind of obvious is like yeah yeah mind-blowing anyway and then the last couple i have are um from the end of the movie gordon says that uh with regards to harvey and everything that happened he's like five dead two of them cops you can't just sweep that mm. and i was trying to figure out <laughs> the number Five dead, two of them cops. This is what we had to do to try and find stuff to criticize this movie about. Was sit here and be like, okay, can we go back and, and put Because I was together? trying to remember how many people have died and how many people they're including that, uh, that Harvey is technically responsible right. for. And and that was confusing. I'm not sure if we ever quite figured it out. Because he definitely kills one cop. Yeah. The he, guy kill, he kills words. And are we including the Joker kill because the cop runs in and the Joker shoots him mm-hmm. before the hospital blows up? Are we? But then that it does seem like there's another cop that the Joker killed before that scene because of the way the, the the cop that he killed was yeah. was talking about on the radio. So yeah, I don't know. And, and then, then and then he Maroney always... and his driver die. Yeah. And then seemingly, are we including Harvey in in this this death count? I think it's supposed to be people that Harvey had killed. And then and then it seems like uh, he might kill uh, Maroney's like other henchmen because yeah. there's a shot where, where uh, Two-Face drags the guy off screen before he gets in the car yeah so mm-hmm. okay yeah well, it's it's nitpicks it's none, no, no. none of this matters um and then this is something we kind of you, you kind of softened me up a little bit about this but the fact that Batman takes the blame just immediately instead of them just saying hey the Joker did that the Joker killed all those people that's all on him Mm. Part of that might have been because they just arrested the Joker and then Harvey died later. Yes, but but even That's the, true, true. the kills that happened before they arrested uh, the Joker. But but my argument for that is the the point is that Batman has already been kind of like trying to look towards retirement, and he's just yeah. generally he like the idea is that if they blame it all on the Joker, then the Joker's just like, oh, well, I'm a crazy person, and then and then you know the, it, nothing's really solved. The public still hates Batman. Yeah. Uh, they, the people think that a madman just kind of ran through the city and killed everyone. Like, if it's Batman, then it becomes, okay, th- this Batman episode with the Joker and everything, it's, yeah, it's yeah. over. It's, we put a bow on it, and then he, like, it... Yeah. So I think that's... And that might have been, also, it's the big narrative thing, because it definitely, obviously, sets something up for the next movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that, that's, yeah, that's all I have. It's a great damn movie. Yep. This was an hour and a half that made sense for us to be talking about it for an hour and a half. Yep, except for the 15 minutes where we just kind of started talking about the internet. But that was also very important and necessary and intelligent. Well done, us. And well done, audience, for sticking with us. I didn't talk that much to that section. I'll let you two handle it. (laughs) We appreciate your loyalty. Here here come the sequels. I agree. Yeah. (laughs) All six of you. Okay, so, so we we going around the grades. Yeah, I guess. yeah let's, let's do it. Tyler, 
Is, is it cool that I ask you first this time? Maybe. I'm gonna have to think about this for a second. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I feel confident. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give this an A plus. Okay. I'm, I'm going and the only way. other movie you've given that to is Aliens. Correct. That we. Oh, that's a fair. That's a I think. Fair. I think that's that's good company to have. I, I think that's 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 a good. Of everything we've done so far, I think those are the two that. You Most know. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Britton? Oh, A plus. Absolutely. Okay. Without question. Is this going to be the best reviewed movie of anything we've done on here? Yeah. Okay. I'm giving an A. Yeah, I know. I am still locked in a in a in a psychological battle with myself over what an <laughs> A plus constitutes. Okay. Because I immediately go to it has to be flawless. I have to perceive it as being flawless. And obviously I went through nitpicks. This movie is not perfect. But then again, no movie's perfect. Yeah. So does that mean I'm never giving a movie an A plus? I don't know. Yeah. And I've never been able to figure this out. I've been complaining about this since like the, our Days of Future Past episode, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot did, of we time. Give, did we both give that A? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I gave that A because I, I it wasn't quite an A plus for me. But. I gave you gave it an A. I gave it an A minus. Okay, gotcha. But yeah, it's a lot of energy you could also be spending on cookies, <laughs> or, or, or like something constructive, or something I could be genuinely enjoying instead of. What movie? But what I give is it an A+. Plus? <laughs> yeah. God, you must be the worst student. <laughs> Good job, Alex. You get 100. But have I... Is it flawless? <laughs> the curve on that G is a little... <laughs> the, sad, the sad thing is you're more right than you know. <laughs> Aw. Well, there's Dark Knight, everybody. Yeah. I'm... The movie we deserve and the movie we get. It might be the closest I get... To, to giving a movie an A plus, I'm not. So I'm, not I'm just not sure. A and then like a little half of a plus, which would not as a minus is like the, yeah, the oh, straight up, oh, straight up A prime. Because <laughs> I'm just oh, thinking okay. of movies I, I would consider giving A pluses to. I, the only thing that like immediately comes to mind is because I've watched it recently is Room. Billboard Dad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Billboard Dad, the Mary Kate Nashley romp from the '90s. Well, that's. Obviously. Okay. Yeah, I guess. But... That was a little... <laughs> okay. So I don't think we need to bring that up. I mean, that's <laughs> that's sort of because without saying. So, <laughs> so room, not the room with Tommy no, Wiseau, which is also amazing. Yes, yes room with Brie Larson yes. and Jacob Tremblay. Very good movie. That's that's like the, the only movie that comes to mind that sure, I'd be like sure. A plus. Sure. sure. Yeah, that's fair. I get that. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'll, I'll probably never figure this out. Maybe... But, like, Tune in we, next week to see if you figure it out. <laughs> I was going to say, if we ever get to like an end point for the podcast, we need to figure out if I figure this out. <laughs> don't worry. We, we just, just have don't... a whole episode devoted to the discussion of what A-plus means for me. <laughs> don't don't worry. Eventually, we'll, we'll, we'll be able to do The Room as a franchise, because they'll have The Room 2, The Search for Santa Paws, and then it'll, it'll be okay. <laughs> That sounds ter- terrible. And, 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 I'm gonna watch it twice. <laughs> and Brie Larson like quit after the first movie, <laughs> so they bring on like uh, no, they bring on Katie Holmes, of course. <laughs> Have you all seen it on SNL when and Hathaway plays Katie Holmes? No. Oh, it's good. It's really okay. good. Okay. Yeah. Katie Holmes doesn't deserve all that crap. <laughs> it's just not mean. It's just a really good impression of Katie Holmes. <laughs> That's funny. She, she got away from Tom Cruise. Good for her. Yeah. 
Yeah. Good on her. And she got custody of the kids. I think, right? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was too busy trying to decide what custody really means. <laughs> oh. What is a custody plus? Speaking of Kramer versus Kramer, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you uh, next week. You, you can find us on. Uh, you guys are so mean. <laughs> a little bit. You can find. I'm us. not in a good place right now. You can find us. And we just talked about Dark Knight. Come on. <laughs> You're fine. You can find us on uh, by emailing us at uh, herecomethesequels at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at hctsequels, um, and you can find us on the blogs. Uh, here come the sequels. Blogspot.com. Uh, Britain discovered that recently, and he seemed to have a good time with it. So. Leave comments, like let us know you're out there. Let us know you enjoy the work, or or leave Britain to be the only commenter. I was gonna say, or keep it to yourself. But <laughs> if you hate if you hate Christopher Nolan, tell us why. Okay, no, I totally get the idea of like I just don't like the tone of these movies. I like yeah, yeah. a more fun, lighthearted, goofy Batman. I get that. Yeah, I do too. Sure, but I don't think that's necessarily what people think. But I'm saying that's the legitimate complaint I can understand for these movies. It's just, it's not your bag. Which is funny because the MCU gets gets a ton of crap for being too lighter. Whatever, none of this matters. We're We're all going to die soon anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. Okay. Well. So next week we're going to talk about The Dark Knight Rises. Love you. (laughs) Alright, stay rogue, everybody. Batman! Yeah!